0: everybody welcome back and thanks for tuning in to episode five of from hustler to Hepa podcast Hey, what it's your girl bianca catherine and i'm back y'all i know it's been a minute it's been like a few weeks since i came out with a new episode and to be real like life has been whooping my ass okay like your girl's very very busy um these are all great blessings that are on my plate right now But, uh, you know, I kind of had to move some things around and make some shifts to just make sure that my focus was where it needed to be at. And as of right now, just to give you all some insight, your girl is deep into wedding planning. OK, um, I'm really excited about that, but it, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And on top of that, you know, I still have my business, my baby. Yo soy Afro-Latina. I'm also a corporate baddie. I work nine to five. Um, And I have this podcast, so there's a lot on my plate, Um, but, you know, I had to kind of take a step back just to make sure that I'm giving my full attention to things that are a priority, i.e., you know, my, my business and my corporate job, so... I'm here, I'm back, your girl's just been grinding and I'm really excited to get into this next episode. You know, um, all of the episodes are really exciting to me because I love having these conversations. I love sharing my journey, especially how I kind of navigate the entrepreneurship journey, especially from a perspective of someone who didn't know that she wanted to get into business. So I always love sharing my sort of insight and perspective and experiences. But I also really love interviewing people and especially, you know, one of my homegirls and just women that I'm so inspired by. I love that I can bring y'all into these conversations. So for this episode, we're chatting with Andrea Boyd, also known as the Brow God. She's Detroit's hottest and most respected beauty entrepreneur, educator, and owner of the luxury cosmetic line Brow City. I'm really excited to have y'all you know listening on the conversation she's a dear friend of mine like that is my homegirl for real and like i said i'm just so inspired by her story um we've had a chance to kind of come up together growing up together and you know it's funny because we didn't really um when we were young you know we didn't really talk about business or anything like that like we were super super young so To kind of see us grow up and to watch her from afar and just see her really boss up, it is so inspiring. And I just love her tremendously. And I really think that her story is going to have impact on you if you're listening. So yeah, y'all, I'm really excited about this conversation. So let's get straight into it. And yeah, I hope y'all enjoy. It's a clock, honey. I mean, you uh, yeah. know, you know. Ah, You look so beautiful. So beautiful, too, and it is an
1: honor and a pleasure to be here. I'm just so thankful that you have asked me to come on the show. I'm so thankful to be here.
0: Girl, I'm excited to have you here. I'm <laughs> excited to catch up. It's going to be so fun. Hold on, let me just... It's just this. Oh, my God. There's just so much to catch up on. It's so, so much. Okay, so I want to get into this combo because I just one i'm so excited cuz i'm like i don't know if you've happened to listen to the podcast but the podcast really is for me to basically give other women like us who are maybe new to the entrepreneurship game or you know they're just trying to figure it out but i feel like i have so many friends who are entrepreneurs so I'm like, I'm having these conversations all the time. So I really just want to give folks an inside look into like what we talk about, you know, our struggles that we're going through, like some triumphs, some rewards, like what it's like. And I just thought of you and I was like, your story is just, I had to share it. So I'm like, hopefully she's down to come on because your story is so inspiring. And I don't even know the whole thing. So that's why I was like, let me bring her on. You know, First of all, I love and appreciate you because you used to come to me when I was first starting out.
1: Didn't you? Okay. Yes, you did. Yes, she supported me. I, I appreciate your mother for supporting me as well and buying products. Y'all really growing products and stuff like that. And that, I appreciate that so just you know i just really want to just tell you i'm deeply grateful for that so thank
0: you girl, um, i love but, you so much like the love is so fucking real and you are dead right like coming up to fairlane yes, okay pulling is. up to be like yes you did the brows done yes, did. <laughs> right. and i know that wasn't close like i'm not kidding you i know that wasn't
1: girl close but either.
0: i i made it work because yeah. i'm like you're the brow guy. like come on now Aww. who else is brow guy? and back then girl okay i was trying to get together oh, no, but you did it. So speaking of, let's get into it. Before we get into all the questions, tell me if you're trying to, you know, if you're in the season of bossing your life up, trying to get the bag, yes. like you said, trying to make these money moves. What song are you gonna put on? What's what's your go-to anthem?
1: Hot shit, Cardi B, Kanye, Lil, Lil somebody, Okay. That oh, drop location, good one. That's no, a good one. No, no, that's no, 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 a good no, 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 one. House, <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: good one. You love yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. You
1: can in that, in
0: that beat, in that mode. Like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so take us back. Tell me, how did you, how did, how did this brand come about? How did this name come about?
1: You know, I ended up going to college for a brief time. It, throughout my life, it's crazy. If you really want to think about your passion and stuff like that, a lot of times it's like a common theme that has, pre- has been presented throughout your life, like, my mother and my sister always were, like, obsessed with getting their brows done. Eyebrows made such a huge a huge difference with me and my face. So, And when I went off to school, like, my mom used to always, like, pluck my eyebrows if I wasn't getting them done. So when I went off to school in the dorms for the brief time I was there, I was doing people brows in there. I got out, briefly went to um, cosmetology school. I was actually kicked out of Hampton. Um, <laughs>
0: okay. But that's all right. You know, Let's I said, get into yeah, it, said, though. You know, they had a
1: little rule called Out by five. Stuff, and it was a dry campus, so we was turning up. But anyway, it just shows that whatever happens in your life is really meant to happen. I end up getting picked out, I enroll in cosmetology school, get out, start doing eyebrows. I find out that eyebrows really is like I, I love it. Like I'm it, it comes to me with ease and I love it. I'm just naturally inclined to do it. I'm good at it. It makes people happy. I love the instant gratification of it. Like you getting happy. I'm happy. I'm seeing you happy. We both getting off. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. But yeah. brow guide,
1: after doing brows for so long, you know, I, I, do, I was receiving a lot of compliments on, you know, people enjoying the service. And I thought, how can I describe? It was a time where I was around a group of people who all had a little stage name and I was the only one without a name. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, how do I describe myself as being the best, but still incorporate what I do? And I'm like, brow God, like that's, I love that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. brow necessity. I thought like, how do I illustrate to the consumer base that this urgent? You have to have these products. Mm-hmm. It's a necessity for your brows. Brow necessity, like bingo. Mm-hmm. You know? Thank you.
0: Okay. Okay. So going back to cosmetology school. Yes. So did you? Were you kind of? fearful of making the pivot though obviously you know we go to high school and then everybody once you get to senior year, everybody's like okay go to college, college. Do the it was no right it was not how cool. was that transition
1: it was not cool back then to go to a cosmetology school it was not cool it was like you go to a college you know what i'm saying it's, it, it wasn't it like now it's kind of a thing where people are doing lashes and brows and stuff like that 10 years ago 12 years ago you, you know my parents were kind of clutching their pearls like you sure that's what you about to do uh but yes it was a little scary but what was scarier was continuing to go back to school realizing my heart wasn't in it that was scary to me because i just felt like i can I am motivated by passion you know I'm an Aries so I'm motivated by passion it wasn't here so yeah it was not super scary it wasn't it just felt mm-hmm. natural it felt
0: like everything was aligning up it was a like school yeah Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, through life, even if folks are getting into the entrepreneurship journey, they're so fearful of taking that next step because maybe it doesn't look like what other people are doing, or they're not going to school; they're doing something else. So it's like how did you you know muster up the strength to do that but like you said it's really just passion and yeah. you saw that other women even like myself it's like i would come to you and i'd be like girl get me together yeah you know and it's like you would feel that energy from your customers and it just i'm sure it just poured into you and encouraged you to keep going
1: and black women's energy i, I you know black you know i'm here for everybody but it's like the energy of that is something else being able to see just because you know as black and latina women like we go through a lot like a lot is on our shoulders uh, from family for a lot is on our shoulders and to be able and sometimes we go under represent you know we don't be appreciated like that so to have a service mm-hmm. or something that makes you feel beautiful and gives you confidence to go back into the world with a better attitude or a, a more uplifted spirit because it's not just about the brows you know what i'm saying it's really about the service of it like we laugh we give advice it's a it's a community you know what I'm saying so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a whole experience it's an experience I'm so thankful and, and really us in service we're in service like a lot of times you know especially around here I don't know about stylists out there we get a little besides ourselves and think that we doing somebody a favor no we're in service Right. So, yeah,
0: I like that. Yeah. serving others. You know, yeah. yes you're an entrepreneur, yes you're a boss, but yeah. really where it comes from is like you are serving others and that service pours into you to keep going, yeah. to be the boss that you want to be. Yeah, you know? cuz it's a constant. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay, so tell me about you were doing, you know, a uh, brows and you were at the time, well, I'm trying to think too. It's like what 2000 eight at this yep. time, right? You was at Fair Lane. Yeah. And so how did you kind of make the pivot to having your own storefront and just for those who are not aware i have to hype you up okay Okay. so the brow god okay she is a boutique a beauty boutique owner with a cult-like following okay and you have your own storefront on detroit's avenue of fashion on the west side so let's get into that like how did that come about and what inspired you to have a storefront versus you know just kind of having a booth how did how did that come about first of all thank you for the hype i really appreciate that thank you
1: and I had a, uh, a woman named Chevelle Downs who I was working for. It's a place called For Your Eyes. She was another black woman who opened her business with her sister. And that's where I originally started working. She had a cosmetic line. She had a business. And this was unheard of in 2010. Like, it was really unheard of. Like, it was only Mac out there and stuff. So, seeing somebody have their own? It was really, like, inspiring. She was a real good businesswoman. So, seeing that as a possibility inspired me. I ended up having children and getting married. So, so, I ended up leaving the shop for quite some time and building a salon in my basement. I was working out of home for a little while. Um, while my children were super young, I ended up leaving my marriage and getting divorced. And after that, I went into a salon setting and quickly saw that, like, okay, um, a lot of different energies don't really, like, I like to have more control over the room. You know what I'm saying? I was used to, especially with my personal salon on my and I was used to having a more intimate experience with my ladies. So I realized like, okay, the salon setting per se in this way that I don't have control over it, is not working for me. I need to go ahead and have my own space. So that's when I transitioned from a salon to a, a smaller suite. Okay. And
0: what year was this?
1: This was um 2017. 2017 okay. is when I ended up getting my own smaller suite. It was still a, a storefront, but it was quite small. And um, I worked, I, I did not take a vacation. Like, I think I worked for like, Two years without like a break for real. Like I worked and worked and worked. I was there. I was accountable and I was focused on building my business. And I ended up saving enough money and you know getting a good enough rapport with the owner to where when I went to him with the with the idea about hey like I have a large clientele, I have a a vision of what I like. I'd like to have a larger space. He was he was open and willing to take that risk with me because he saw like I'm good for it. I work. I'm here. I'm dedicated. And I had a, a a whole business plan for what I wanted to do. so he saw that and he was willing to allow me to take over his space,
0: you know what I'm saying it wasn't cheap,
1: you know what I'm saying but yeah
0: so I was gonna say so 2017 is when you were basically grinding for the, was it 2017 those two 2017 years? to 2020 I was grinding. Okay, grinding, trying to build out a business plan, trying to build out the customer report. And I feel like at that time, didn't you already come out with your, your line? Your cosmetic line, yep. And in
1: 2018, I came out with Browcessity. So 2017, I got my first uh, suite, and then 2018, we hit the streets with Browcessity. And so during that time, I'm just working up trying to build up my name, I'm working, trying to build that brand, and I'm working trying to build a good relationship, a standing, consistent relationship with my clients. Cause that's what it was about to me. I'm like, yo, anybody can do a good brow one time. Anybody can do something good once. But can you know that you're going somewhere getting it perfect every time? That's what I wanted to do that that wanted to stand out.
0: And and like you said, and the experience—the whole customer experience—is there because it's one thing to go get your brows done. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is cute. But if the vibe isn't right, you didn't like the customer experience, yeah. or even the shop experience—it's like you're not going back. You know? Right. Okay, so then also, I want to ask you too, like branding-wise, because I feel like you are so great. Like I said, you got a cult-like following, so you're very good at branding and marketing. I feel like it comes natural to you. And outside of pouring into your customers, in between twenty. Seventeen and twenty twenty, what were some sort of marketing strategies, or what were you just kind of implementing to be like, okay, this is how I build a brand, this is how I'm gonna do it. Like, what sort of things were you reading, listening to, talking to? What were you doing? Okay, so to be completely honest with you, I love YouTube. Um, I love YouTube, and I love
1: reading. You know what I'm saying? I do both, but honestly, I think one of the books that honestly changed my life, my brother Drew introduced me to it. It was The Alchemist. Like that was life changing and that has nothing to do with business all of this stuff like you said it comes natural so in my mind i'm just doing the next steps i would talk to my mother um she's been in business as well but you know those things um of course who doesn't like a good thinking grow rich you know what i'm saying you know things like that those were very helpful but it was really just like to be honest with you of course i'm no business expert it just comes and i have a relationship with it but I brought up the alchemist for a reason. A lot of what I've been able to do, I believe, is off of the things that I tell myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I also, like I said, YouTube, I'm looking at videos of my, of, of brows. I'm looking at videos of this all day. I'm looking at things like that. But I'm also feeding myself an internal, you know, diet of, oh, I can do this. I'm this. I'm this. My business is this. This is the vision I have for it, and not
0: steering from that like building yourself up so it's like you're looking yeah. at your competitors but you're also being mindful of what you're feeding your soul to be like and i, I fear- am a businesswoman; i can do this like and i yeah. don't know
1: if anybody else is like this people always say it's important to look at the competition i feel like that is like i feel like that is just i hate doing that you know what i'm saying because it's like i enjoy like being so creative and different and going off inspired thought. If I'm looking at you, there's already you. Like, what am I, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I battle with my with, with a lot of people about this, a lot of people that I work with because they do try to tell me, like, no, it's important to look, but it's like, it is and it ain't. When you so focused on trying to figure out what you are doing and how can I beat out what I did yesterday, you know, you're going to look for advice on certain things, but you ain't going to be watching too hard, you know? Right, right. Because you stay in focus. You yeah, know you mean? focus on like shit and my shit, you know? How can right. I The the
0: poppin'? Many- yeah. Yeah, and I think that's important too, especially with, you know, social media and having access to everybody's business and thoughts and whatever although it's great because yes, you can learn a thing or two at the end of the day, their journey is not yours. So you can't sit here and compare the two as if it was apples for apples. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can't compare. So it's like, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm happy to look at my competition, but they're not in the same shoes as me. You know, they don't have the same customers, customers as me. Like, so there's, there's just a lot that, you know, you can't really, you can't compare, you know, if you just stay focused on what you, like you said, what I did yesterday and how my, how, am I improving today? I think that's all that matters, True. And I
1: really want to be groundbreaking and innovative with this. Like, I don't, if I'm looking at somebody else, I can't do that because you done already did it. What's going to be groundbreaking if I copy you? You know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to tap in, but yeah.
0: I love that. Oh, I love it. So inspiring. Okay, so I also wanted to get into, I know you a city girl, of course. Oh,
1: no, it West Side to the Day I Die, West Side, Seven Mile, yes.
0: Yes, yes. okay so that's why i was like you know i wanted to get into that too because i love that you have a storefront or your boutique is located on the west side of detroit um and i know a lot of people you know especially since gentrification some of them have either moved to the burbs or you know they've they've stayed in the city and i'm i'm curious what made you want to get a boutique on avenue of fashion and stay in, in the city.
1: i grew up in this exact neighborhood like I was ride down the streets all the time. I grew up in this exact neighborhood and to be a part of when I came over here in 2017 this was dead. Like it was not it was dead, like I kid you not. And to be a part of the rebirth of this area, they put so much money into it. And, so, and I, if you see me looking, I'm literally looking at it as I'm talking, like they put so many restaurants, so many different businesses, and this is black Mecca. Like all of these businesses on this street are black owned businesses, literally. So it's a, it to me was an honor. You know, I am eventually gonna end up leaving from over here, you know what I'm saying? I am, but it was an honor and a pleasure to be able to start off where I came from. Uh, and you know Detroit. I don't know if you know this, just like Atlanta. Um I'm not sure what Atlanta's on, but Detroit is on like uh and I I'm, I'm no historian but I've heard this information. Okay. And I I've Googled it too, so I know it's there. But Detroit was on top of this large like salt mine. So it's like energy, yeah. So it's like you had the Motown here, you had the uh, Motor City, you had all of these, these new innovative things that came from here, it's an energy that comes from it. And there's something Atlanta's on too. I think it's on like a uh, marble or something, it's on something like that, but it has a certain energy that comes from it, right? So I appreciate the thriving from this energy. I am also interested in moving on as well, but I always have pieces of me
0: rooted here. And I think that's important to continue to grow And build you know you're trying to build an empire You know and you can't you can't Do that if you stay rooted in the same place It's one thing to have roots and go back Or start somewhere and plant some seeds But you gotta keep elevating And I think that's so beautiful that one, you're like you're literally creating a legacy for Black businesses in Detroit, you know. And to me, that's why I really want to have you on too, because I feel like that's a story that isn't told often, especially coming from the city. Um, I'm always hyping up the city. I, like you said, there's an energy, there's a hustle, there's a grind that people have that you really cannot, you know, replicate anywhere you go. Not even New York, and I love that city. But um, you know, I think what you're doing—it's not even—I think I. Know what you're doing. You and other Black business owners over there are really laying a blueprint for our kids, their kids' kids. You know what I mean? That you're gonna, they're gonna see Brow Guy's name in in history books. Be like, okay, what kind of businesses were over there back in the day? So I think that's really beautiful. And how was the pandemic for you guys? Because I know, like you said, they're building it up. I think 2019, I went out there. There was hella construction. Oh, bra,
1: it's
0: horrible right people businesses were right horrible customers couldn't get to y'all so and then on top of that and then having the pandemic how was that
1: first of all I just want to take time to thank my clients because I swear to you these are some of the most loyal amazing women ever they came to me through the construction they came they were trying to come to me during COVID I mean I love COVID because everybody got money You understand, everybody out here got money, and they were able to spend that money however they saw fit, and they were going places. They needed their services done. Honey, they needed to be fly every single day. So it was just, I think it was a beautiful time for a lot of businesses, especially in the beauty field. We really did well. Like, I mean, the hair girls, the lash girls. Honey, let me tell you something, because without these lashes, baby. After you have had them for so long, baby. It wasn't going good. It wasn't going good. And so, that, you know, they, they cleaned up. So COVID was amazing. I mean, after amazing business-wise, you know, I, I, I hear the de- the, de- the devastation that came from it. But as an individual, yeah, I ain't seen nothing like it. Like,
0: Yeah, I believe it. I really do. I mean, even myself, I was paying an arm and a leg to get me some beauty products and get my hair done. And I may be in the house, but I want to look cute. I want
1: to feel like my best self and when I look good I feel good you know what I'm saying
0: okay so i also want to pivot because like i say you are an entrepreneur you're a cosmetologist you're an educator and you're a mom so i'm just curious along this journey because i'm sure you've learned a lot you've gained a lot of knowledge and tools but what has been the greatest lesson throughout your entrepreneurship journey especially with juggling you know mommyhood and entrepreneurship your
1: relationship with yourself like i kid you not like i trying to juggle all those different things it's like it's hell if i'm not centered like for real so being able to without with, with through all of that develop my relationship with myself and okay like how am I feel so that I can be the best esthetician feeling all those around me and the best mother feeling my kids and the best entrepreneur feeling my business and the processity too like and another thing uh, did help Like that's another thing I learned, like get help. I was so hell bent on like trying to show everybody and everything that I got it on my own. And it's like, yeah, of course I do, but it's like, it's so much harder. Like it's so much harder and everything cannot get the same amount of attention. Like there's no way. So if you have people set in place to help you, it goes better like it grows better i've had a couple people on my team it's like you know what i'm saying like i I try different things i see what works i see what doesn't work i've had i've switched out i've had people on and off the team i'm not gonna lie to you like you know but all of them have been you know beneficial to the situation you know what i'm saying for the time that they were i've worked with some really incredible people
0: Can you kind of speak to that more? Because I feel like, at least from my experience, building a team is so difficult because I'm so particular and just, you know, when you, you want the best of the best, you know, and it's hard. And like you said, everybody that comes on, yes, they have helped you. They have pushed your business, you know, forward a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be there for the whole journey. So how, how is that just speaking to your experience? Like how, how did you even bring somebody onto your team and then bringing them on after learning like, okay, I don't know if it's gonna work. Like how did you uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you.
1: So first of all, I have brought everybody who I brought on for the most part has been friends. So, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I always, no matter what, I am always professional in myself to where I pay my friends whatever they say that they are worth. Like we, this is because I'm paying you for your business, yeah we're friends, but I believe in your business. So, you know, I've paid all my friends, I've done that. But it really comes down to and boils down to the same thing you're saying, I'm extremely particular and the one thing that I'm certainly 100% particularly uh, particular about is the energy. If you come in with an attitude or some nasty energy, I, a, I already have to do so much to get out of bed in the morning sometimes with centering myself and, and, and getting my spirits up. So if I'm coming in here out of all the all this stuff that I battle on the daily, and you and I gotta come in here with a smile, you come in here with an attitude or whatever have you, it's not gonna work. Cause it's not the energy and the flow. So And also people come on too and don't know how to um, realize that they are coming on to your stuff as an additive right you know what I'm saying it's like so they'll try to like trump your sometimes I've had somebody try to like trump my thoughts and my ideas for what I needed and and it's like no you don't know what I need out of this
0: right you gotta go yeah we don't need that energy but i think it's really you know important that you say you're so particular with your energy the people you bring on your team and even if they are your friend if the energy's not there you gotta okay, go okay so, so getting rid of people so
1: i think that the best thing we getting with doing any business is being on contract period so the contracts that i were accustomed to i had when i first started out i had like a short one that was like maybe three months but that's not really you're not going to see any growth in three months okay so i gave it like six months i did like a six month contract and i started doing six month contracts it doesn't mean that after six months is over it just means that the six months we're gonna go ahead and revisit this to see what is and isn't working so we can make changes or cut ties so anything that didn't work for me after the time was up I cut it. I would address things that were bothering me kind of throughout it and if they weren't kind of changed or if I felt like I didn't the energy wasn't working with me, I just cut it. I fulfilled my contract and I said, "You know what? Hey, it's not going to work like this. Maybe we could do something else in the future. But I respect your talent and you helped me tremendously and I respect everything that you did, but at this point, I'm going in a
0: different direction." You mentioned when you got your boutique that you had saved up, you know, a, a ton of money because you were working out of your house. But I feel like and I've noticed too, just kind of through my entrepreneurship journey, when somebody goes from doing something that's like a passion project and they are really trying to level up to get to that small business, how exactly did you do that like I know you said you saved up money but were there contracts did you have to see a lawyer did you have to get a loan like how was that process for you so here's the thing I did get an SBA loan I
1: got an SBA loan when I built this out and just did not use my money I don't know if I could say that or should say that, but like I got an SBA loan and I did not use my money to build this out, but I had that money. I make sure, I don't know, I'm old school and I'm no financial advisor or expert. The way I do with money, I feel like I have a really great relationship with money and I, I'm i not a huge spender, to be honest. Like, yeah, I got a nice luxury car. I have a—I have a nice home and stuff like that and I own my business, but outside of that, like, I don't find it necessary to be buying luxury all day. I find it more necessary to see that money invested or see that money in my bank account like i don't you know so it's easy for me to just work and save, work and save and i got so i'm not hanging and doing so you know what i'm saying it's like i gotta be smart for them too so but yeah the sba loan and with this i had i had um contractors doing this but I, i'm not gonna lie to you i've been very fortunate in the aspect of I've been able to accomplish all the things I wanted to accomplish sometimes doing it in a way that I don't have to go through all of that. Cause some people do when they get a storefront and everything like that, they go through contracts with the city
0: and have to do A, B, C, D and E. And I did not have to do that. Mm, okay. But maybe that just speaks to like the energy that you're putting out there and the relationships you, know, you have.
1: Relationships, yeah, it's both. And that's exactly, I was able to leverage relationships and figure out how to make it work for me so that I can still be like have the things that I want without having to go through all those headaches.
0: Okay, question because you mentioned your kids, you're a mom of two, two beautiful girls by the way, they're so pretty um, looking yeah. just like you too Oh, <laughs> is <isn't> that crazy? <laughs> Spit them right out but how how is that um i know you kind of mentioned that you got to focus on yourself to like be your best self to show up as a boss but also as a mom but can you kind of speak to like the legacy that you're trying to build for your daughters i just really want to be like somebody i really look up to my mom as i know
1: you look up to your mom like we had really great moms who were really hard workers like for real like our moms worked hard and they showed us what that looked like you know what I'm saying so I just want my kids to have the same respect and reverence for me I want them to be able to look and see oh my god like my mom was able to do all of this there's nothing I can't do I left the situation I was in I left my marriage with $20 people say that but that's not true when people say that I literally had $20 and two daughters all right and I had to spend seven dollars of that on a cab to get to my brother's house you understand what I'm saying? So I want them to know that and to know that like, yo, anything's possible. It's about the power of the mind and how much work you are gonna put into your dreams. All I saw was that. All I saw was like, no, I gotta be the best. Oh, no, I'm getting this out. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And I kept working with that focus. If I could give anybody any advice, however it happens is your story and how it happens. But if I could look back to my younger self, I love how things went, but I will wait to have kids. Like having kids is not a rush. Like I, for some odd reason, when I was younger thought that like, that was the prize and that was the rush. Getting married, having kids, like that was like what I needed to be doing. It's like, nah, get your grind out. These are the years you're going to want to do, you're going to be tired, get your grind out. And then focus on that when you can have that grind already running and then be able to just really devote time to your kids
0: yeah i like that i like that a lot but i wonder too if god had a larger plan and was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna bless you with these babies because i know it's it's gonna pour into your grind you know what i mean
1: yeah and it did oh because i was i was let me tell you something before i had kids i had no direction i was out here doing whatever i was still doing brows but i was barely going to work i was hanging with my boyfriend i was doing whatever but once i kids it was like a some people do need that i was one of the people who, who needed that to get a little
0: structure so it worked out yes girl this is a blessing i when i tell you i am just like so inspired i love you so much you are just such a boss So are you.
1: i'm so proud of you with the podcast and with everything you're
0: doing i am so proud of you All right, y'all, that wraps today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of From Hustler to Heffa podcast. If you love what you heard today, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And lastly, give us a follow on social media at From Hustler to Heffa pod to stay connected. All right, y'all, thanks again. I'll see you next time.